Hey, shippers. We're back with another Hazelwood Booksta Famous Tale. Yep, today we are talking Elsie and Jack from Love Theoretically. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Hi, everyone. I'm Devin. And I'm Steph. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, the podcast where Steph and I and our occasional guest gab about our favorite and not so favorite ships of all time. Yes. And we are so excited for today's episode because we love Allie Hazelwood. You know, we've had her join <laughs> for our episode. Was it Adam and Olive for the yeah, Love Hypothesis? Love Hypothesis, yeah. Yeah, she joined for that. I think we talked about the one, the other one that she did, but not with her, right? Mm, love on the I don't think we talked about Love, love on the, the Brain. brain. We didn't I talk about we it did. yet. No, well, maybe we we'll, need to though. Maybe we have to. Um, but yeah, anyway, we love Allie Hazelwood. Obviously, she is the passion queen. And uh, <laughs> now we wanted to talk about her new story. Um, so I pre-ordered this book on Audible like a year ago or six is months she an ago. to buy for you? Yeah. And I completely forgot that like it was in my car. Like it just showed up in my cart one day. And I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I guess it's a sign. I have to read it. Um, so I'm super glad we're sitting and talking about it today. Yes, absolutely. And today we are joined by Shanna, a bookstagrammer living in Kansas City with her husband and two dogs and her many books. Um, by day, she is a digital marketer, but by night, she is a book-loving bullet journaler. She discovered Bookstagram and BookTok in 2021 and decided to make her way to Bookstagram in 2022. Welcome, Shanna. Hi, it's so great to be joining you both today. Woohoo! Awesome. We're excited, We're excited to have you join us, especially on this like new, exciting Hazelwood story. So thanks for joining. Yeah, of course. All right. So I'm going to pop up our random question generator. <laughs> this is where I sweat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. And we are going to go around, <laughs> give our answers. Uh, so Devin and Shanna, what talent would you show off in a talent show? oh man <laughs> i got none okay <laughs> i'm untalented is that what you wanted to hear <laughs> um it's not, it's not a talent but i know all the words to the rem song it's the end of the world oh okay. like, it's like my go-to thing okay. it's not a talent so karaoke but yeah i'm not good at singing <laughs> but i know the words so that's fair i usually impresses people that's great. Um, Devin, you have a talent. Are you talented? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I could play the cup song. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. From okay. like 2013 when we graduated from high school. Wait, you can actually do the cups like the like you flip I mean, I the cups around. I could learn it. You could learn it. That's great. <laughs> um. What's my talent? Well, I will say, I don't know if I remember it anymore, but I did have to memorize um, the beginning to what What the heck is that tale called that's in Middle English? What? Canterbury? It's, uh, yeah, Canterbury Tales. I had to memorize the you opening to it, it and present it to the class. So I would probably just look back and see if I could still do that. I think it starts with Van April with the Shura Shuta. What are uh, you speaking? Yeah, it's like Middle English, bro. I would do it. 
But uh, yeah, that's probably the talent that I would try to, I would attempt to throw. I, I vaguely remember um, in freshman year, I think in high school, and we had to memorize like a scene from, uh, or like a monologue from Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, you have talents, Devin. <laughs> that's, uh, okay. You're like, that's not a talent. <laughs> um, Anyways. But I yes. feel like out of the three of us, Shanna would, Shanna would win the talent Shanna. show. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so now that we have gotten that out of the way, <laughs> uh, I just want to give everyone who's listening a spoiler alert um, because you never know. I mean, if you didn't read Love Theoretically, it's a new story, so many of you may have not. Um, just keep in mind that we are not afraid of spoilers on this show. So, uh Don't listen or listen with caution if you have not read the book yet. And on with the summary who Devin uh, or which Devin so kindly wrote for me today. So let's see how that goes. Oh, he's currently fixing it as we speak. (laughs) Physics. (laughs) It's a brilliant physics question mark. She's an adjunct (laughs) professor. Professor. Okay. Sorry. All right, so Elsie, a brilliant physics student. Is that what it adjunct is? Professor. She is She's an a- adjunct professor, but she wants to be a researcher. Well, originally so I, wrote, I don't know. I originally wrote mathematician, which I was like, okay, that's oh, not no. I mean it is, but it's not exactly what we she know is, she's so. not a mathematician. She has Correct. she is physics. but I was like physician yes. doesn't sound right it's a physicist <laughs> Physicist. <laughs> this is why we invited you shanna to help us through uh with the passion well, you had me questioning it for a second <laughs> yeah yeah and she's very passionate about academia um and she wants to be a researcher but she's an adjunct professor um she's focused on her academic pursuits and believes in the predictability and logic of love however when her side job as a fake girlfriend interferes with her real life things begin to get out of hand for her enter jack the brother of greg who is elsie's current fake boyfriend jack is on the selection team uh for a position at mit not that she knows this in the beginning she thinks he's just a gym teacher because greg did not tell her the truth um (laughs) and he finds out that elsie or he thinks that elsie is lying to his brother when he finds out who she really is Uh, Chaos ensues as they are thrust together in multiple different awkward circumstances, and Elsie tries to prove him wrong. No, I'm not lying to your brother, but she can't tell him exactly what she's doing because she doesn't want to out Greg as having paid for a girlfriend. Um, Ultimately, they end up falling for each other. Um, Elsie doesn't get the job that uh, she was up for, um, yet they both have to face their insecurities in order for their relationship to work out. In the end, Jack apologizes to the, oh, this was such, we'll have to talk about this, but he apologizes to the experimental physics community because way back in his career, he had written something offensive to Elsie and all of that um, community. Demonstrating his love for Elsie, um, they reconnect their passion and Elsie accepts a new job at MIT pursuing her love for research, which is much more in her wheelhouse than the professorship Mm -hmm. originally was. Um, So that is our short summary. Um, It's, it misses a lot of the little passionate moments, but that's what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Um, So let's, let's dive into our discussion, Devin. Mm -hmm. Am I starting us off? 
Yes, sir. Sweet. Okay. So what do Jack and Elsie's first interactions show about each other? Um, so first they meet at Greg's birthday party, and then they meet later on at a Labor Day pool party with his family. Um, and then finally, they have a grandmother's birthday party. Um, Mel, Mel, Melissa, Mel, Melissa, is that the name is? I think. I think so. Melissa, her Melissa. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it was. Anyways, I love. So we have grandma, these three, these three like small, brief interactions, and I, they, I, I found when I was reading it that they kind of show a little bit of, even before they even really connect. They show a lot about the characters themselves. So, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? What do you think, Shanna? Yeah, yeah, I definitely can can kick it off. Um, I mean, definitely he just comes out hot and heavy and, and brooding, you know. Yeah. He, he definitely is like, oh, he hates me. It's like, you know, when I see someone I like from afar, my first immediate reaction isn't, I'm going to be brooding and grumpy. He's <laughs> 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 off heavy. We're like, Jack, buddy. It's not the way. It's like when uh, the guys are he, mean to the girls in elementary school. Cause yeah, because they, they have a crush. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely um, a um, Mr. Darcy, like stand in the corner and just like stare at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be I'd be a little a little creeped out, but I definitely can see why she thinks he hates her immediately. Um, yeah, it, it just it was very interesting seeing how they immediately um, he was immediately just like really taken back by her um which it, in turn it's just because he liked her from first sight right. um yeah and then the the diabetes episode where she or the moment where she kind of you know has a very low blood sugar and you can tell he cares but he's like angry about it i'm like she mm-hmm. just passed out like what are you why are you so upset <laughs> why are you angry boy yeah yeah <laughs> It's funny because we get a lot of these interactions from Elsie's perspective because she's telling the story. So um, I wonder if maybe he thinks that he was obvious. <laughs> like if he was like, was I obvious? Like, does she know that I have feelings for her? Whereas we know Elsie's thinking like, this guy hates me. Like he really <laughs> hates me. You just never know like what perspective it's going to be coming from. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when I had crushes, like, I always felt like I was being super obvious too in the way that I was acting, but uh, it clearly, clearly never was super obvious. Um, But yeah, I do think like, especially with the diabetes episode, um, he just doesn't really know how to interact with her because from the very moment he like met her, um, it's awkward. He thinks that's, that's my brother's girlfriend, um, but I have feelings for her. So there's nothing I can do. Um, so it wraps up nicely for him that she's not really his brother's girlfriend. Um, but yeah, he is sort of just the brooding dude that makes her kind of insecure about herself while she's around him for a little while. And that's why it's so funny that later on he becomes the reason that she's more honest with herself and with others. Um, but yeah, right. at first it is very awkward. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I do think these, although they're told from, uh, like you said, Elsie's perspective, I think they do show snapshots of who Jack is. Um, clearly, Jack is interested in knowing more about this girl, wondering who she is. Uh, he can't get enough of her and even goes uh, as far as asking Greg about her, like right. one-on-one, like, hey, who is this girl? What, what, what's her deal? What, what do I need to know about her? Um, 
we also find out that he is caring and protective like uh Mm -hmm. what you girls were saying uh when we have this diabetic episode and she faints in his arms and he's protective of her. Um, he helps her through this episode and uh, questions why she's hiding this from Greg. And um, I think he's, like you said, he has his inner circle. Um, he cares about his uh, grandmother. He cares about Greg and that's pretty much all he cares about in his family. And then here walks in Elsie and she becomes this third little other core member of his internal group right. that he immediately attaches to. And um, then we finally in the at the grandmother's birthday, I think it's the grandmother's birthday. Um, we also see that Elsie challenges him to um, a game of Go, which I have never heard of. Me neither. Is anyone familiar with this? No, no, I tried. I thought about looking it up, and then Me I didn't. But and then we really, didn't. Must <laughs> be challenging because everyone, like everyone, was like, "Well, he's never lost a game, so there must be some sort of it, yeah, something, something some that makes strategy. it more very strategic mm-hmm. gameplay." But regardless, they've never. She said, "I don't. I, I know it said that Jack has never lost before. I don't know about Elsie, but regardless, um, she's a challenge for him. He's he's constantly trying to understand who she is and." uh learn her upper hand in a sense so mm-hmm. um i think that's definitely enticing for him um as it unravels um so yeah yeah so how do elsie and jack navigate their different personalities and interests in their relationship yeah well i think one thing that um is really interesting and gets brought up in the book a lot is that uh elsie's like people pleasing Mm-hmm. I think that that was something that he was really, you know, taken back by where he's like, who's the real you? I don't even know who the, <laughs> the real you is because you put on <laughs> this mask every time, which, you know what, though, I I get it. Like we mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a people pleaser. I don't mm-hmm. quite mask it or like change myself as much as she does. But like there's situations where I'm like, OK, I got to like tone it down a little. Right. Um, or ramp it up. That, depending yeah, on who you're that. with yeah. <laughs> yeah so i think that actually like had a really big part of their relationship is because he's like mm-hmm. i want to know you like who's the real you and i'm like oh my goodness i don't even know but myself it, yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i it's hard because he has just he puts such an emphasis on honesty. I think we're going to talk more about this later, their characters, but he literally will never lie. Like that's something that he says later Mm. in the book is, Oh, I never lie. And like her whole like life, I I don't want to say it's lying, but it's like not being truthful to who she is. And because he was burned by his fake family. Right. And so when he when he experiences what he thinks is her lying for the first time, he like loses it. And at mm-hmm. first I was like, why is he so annoyed? Like like so annoyed. Like he just by seemed really impacted by seeing her there. Um and it makes sense looking at, you know, his past and his experiences mm-hmm. and his personality. Um so I think they have to very much navigate and that's why he's so he's such a good fit for her because he the amount of import that he puts like on being honest forces her out of her 
dishonest shell. Um, so I, I just really, I think that's how they balance their personalities. They have to go through a few struggles, ups and downs before they get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I think he might be a little bit sensitive though. <laughs> he might be a little <laughs> bit sensitive and sometimes it like gets in the way. And also she is really, really focused on her career. So like mm-hmm. the moment that Jack is like, having to pull the, I had to be a professional and couldn't tell you about your mentor thing. Like she, I don't know. I don't know. It, there are difficulties, but I do think they, they balance out their personalities pretty well. Yeah. Cause she even calls them out and says like, you lied to me. Yeah. Like, you, you withheld information and therefore right. it became a lie. And he almost wouldn't consider it a lying, lie. yeah. but it's like, dude, it is on the brink. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, I think Elsie does a bit more navigating than Jack. Um, Not just in her career planning, but also she has her family to deal with and she has her her insurance to try and grapple with and living with. I think her friend's name is Cece again, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she has a lot of things that she's trying to juggle, but also she has all these different personalities emphasis on like the plural she has personalities she, like, and she's a people pleaser. like, uh, like we mentioned, like, it's just a matter of, she knows what people are expecting and wants to meet their expectations. And there's just this natural instinct to want to please people. I admit that I am also a people pleaser. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> it's just the way that it is. Self-proclaimed. Um, uh, once she realizes that her, arch nemesis jonathan smith turner is in fact her uh in fact jack her fake boyfriend's brother she has to jump through all the hoops and uh hopes of gaining the job for that she's interviewing for and um like we said elsie just has this innate desire to be liked by everyone and therefore she creates different versions of herself that people want to see so navigating both of these lives is exhausting and not even just both of these lives but all of these uh things that she's juggling it's very exhausting for her yeah um whereas jack on the other hand um find is found difficult to be read by elsie mm-hmm. he's able to read her like instantly but he but she cannot get a grip of what this guy wants from her um he's very stoic and processes his feelings and thoughts like inward versus outward whereas most people are like very expressive Um, yeah they show facial expressions they show um based off body language he's just very not cold towards her but just very still (laughs) i don't know if that's the right way to say it Mm -hmm. um but he doesn't outwardly show his emotions or himself um and later on um they both share as they begin to open up a bit more they show they share their true selves and begin to share in each other's interests um i mean as simple as watching movies twilight versus uh superhero flick or whatever so they begin to kind of like understand each other and want to know who each other like who is the true jack and who is the true elsie because she has this version of who jack is but she needs to learn about him and he's trying to figure her out as well in the same process so they're both yeah. trying to learn each other um 
because they have mis not misinterpretations they have misconceptions i think of mm. who each uh, each person is um one thing i do sort of question is how much of jack's interests we get like we do get a lot of elsie's yeah. interests like twilight and the movies that they watch is there ever a point and this may may just be something that i missed but that we do get like a definitive like this is what jack likes to do outside of work like i feel like sometimes we don't really get to see that side of him which might also be what elsie has to fight through so it might be like more Mm -hmm. of an accurate portrayal of what we're seeing but um i don't know i was thinking back about this i was like he seems maybe a little bit like underdeveloped in that sense um or maybe he just withholds that information because he's not really an open book what do you think uh shana yeah i mean well thinking back on this book there's so much that happens Mm -hmm. within 350 pages like there's a lot so if there's anything that like nothing that stood out because it's Mm -hmm. you know but i know he cares a lot about his grandma Mm. oh yes so, like, at the, kind of at the end they're hanging out with well hanging out with her he's helping her with the house and mm-hmm. uh, i know he cares a lot about his family and i think it's it's also because of how he you know grew up with his his mom passing away at uh an early age for him and mm-hmm. you know him not really having that that mother figure and you know really leaning on his grandma i think that's like the most like we get yeah. of him and then the and he has a social that, life like he, oh, yeah. he goes out yeah. with friends like and co-workers mm-hmm. that's true and also he's friends with adam which i'm sure we'll talk and about later olive. <laughs> and olive <laughs> so i guess you're right we do we see more of him in like a social capacity yeah i, guess. I wouldn't say we definitely get a very personal perspective of him mm-hmm. aside from his past we don't necessarily get like his likes and dislikes right aside from that he doesn't like lying and like certain things like that but i don't know if we get a whole lot of uh interests or hobbies Mm -hmm. i should say yeah that's that's kind of what was on my mind just because he focuses so much on like elsie and like Mm -hmm. her what she interests sometimes yeah yeah, sometimes i just sort of wonder if we just and we possibly just aren't getting it because that's not really part of the story but Mm -hmm. um but yeah not to go too in depth with all of that but i was just thinking that when i was trying to answer this question i was like I don't really know if she engages in his interest much, but mm. I do like that you brought up his grandma because that's true. Like that kind of is. Yeah, she's a big part his of his time. life. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So how does Elsie uh, and Jack's relationship evolve and change over the course of the book? And what milestones or turning points do they experience? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest one in the book is obviously when she when they're at the movie theater and she meets george turns out george is not a man you know (laughs) surprise you know not going by georgie goes by george you know hey you know it's 2023 so it's all good but yeah i guess how we were like i was shocked that was something i did not see coming that yeah i mean i could see like an alex or like a gender neutral name being confused but i when they said george was like oh yeah obviously it's going to be a guy Yeah, but I think, you know, when when she found out that she did not get the position, which it one thing that, um, you know, I have I have a book club and we actually talked about this book recently. Um, we were talking about that. He doesn't lie. And he told mm-hmm. her, you're not getting this. I'm like, yeah, he wasn't lying. But I think, you know, when she, that happened, that kind of was a, a changing point 
for them and their relationship and you know for that momentary of her being like maybe he is you know someone I could be with as I'm working down the down the um oh my gosh the hallway from him and then all of a sudden it just shattered and she just mm-hmm. takes off and he chases her down but, you know for me I'd be like so mad but she's like okay I'll go to your place <laughs> right so I'm like you know maybe maybe that emotion really really got to her but I think that's definitely one of the biggest moments where it's like you she's put on this people pleasing face and answered the questions right and did the best that she could mm-hmm. but at, you know at the end the school was gonna pick george and you know mm-hmm. she was just brought in as kind of not really like oh we interviewed several people but you know if they knew they were always gonna go with this person it does suck you know that mm-hmm. company yeah. companies do do that where they're like oh yeah we brought in like other people to interview but we know we're going with this person um but that's when you could really see her shift being like what do i do yeah and he's like, i'm here for you so jack is kind of this stagnant presence like i think yes there are times where he's mad at lc or like whatever but this goes back to him just being like a really honest guy like i feel like the way that he treats elsie is fairly similar throughout like he's just a very like i don't know i don't want to say stoic guy but just comes across that way it's really the way elsie's perceiving him that i think changes especially as their relationship grows um and what i love the most i want to say like the the turning point that like i think is the the most impactful is when um they're at his grandmother's and his grandmother explains the whole um like his mother thing mm-hmm. and the, the the story like the the article he wrote when he was 17 and he just did it to get back at this guy like this preconceived notion that elsie had the entire time of him having tried to like destroy the career of all you know research what physicists or whatever he she thinks that he hates the whole time he's telling her i don't hate that like i theorists or whatever i don't i don't hate that experimental yeah and she's just like yes you do and it's just a funny back and forth (laughs) Uh, but he also has some preconceived notions about her because she presents herself as greg's girlfriend for a little while Mm -hmm. um but we do see that their relationship does evolve and change in trust um, as they uncover more about each other. Uh, so I would obviously say like the big moments are when Jack realizes that Greg has been paying her to be um, his boyfriend or his girlfriend, which is there's that awkward moment with that one really like stuck up kid that like almost tried to pay her for sex or something like that. Mm. Um, that moment is when I think it clicks for Jack. Oh, like she is paid to be his girlfriend. (laughs) Like, I think that that's a huge moment for him of uncovering. And then for her, it's when they're spending time with his grandmother. Um, So we do see some big turning points and they, they really do like change their relationship in those moments. Yeah. That guy was a real jerk. Yeah. I was not a fan. (laughs) Also forgot about that for a moment. Yeah. So much happened happens in this book yeah it really does but that's only i think i was distracted because we got that little uh we had adam and and olive yes that That fun little cameo yeah i loved it so glad that we got that because they're my favorite i'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) they're my Um, faves yeah i think this they truly are the epitome of an enemies to lovers relationship um and i think jack struggles with this the most um 
he's trying to weigh out his feelings for his brother and for Elsie because he he kind of is developing feelings for Elsie, but he doesn't want to like betray his brother by like you know this is I mean at the at this point in time that he thinks that this is his girlfriend, so he's not right. gonna like overstep any boundaries or anything. Uh, so he doesn't want to hurt his brother. Uh, but I think one of the biggest milestones or turning points for them, one that wasn't mentioned, um, is when they pick Greg up from the dentist. Oh my oh gosh. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so much happens. It does. <laughs> yeah. It is amazing. And she's like, I like before the chapter, she's like, uh, I just mean to pick him up and it's going to be like a 15 minute drive and then I'll drop him off and that'll be done and that'll be on the story that's like but that's not what happened and nope. <laughs> like it all like comes unraveling um yes that was uh definitely I think one of the moments where they started to again put the pieces together and connect and make connections that were already twisted wires at once of uh, they've been both webbing through lies and in one and in this one day, wires get cut and they're able to see where the pieces fall and who each person is. Um, but I think that's one of my favorite turning points, I think. I don't know yeah. which one comes first, to be quite honest. The the, the yeah, whole uh, the whole timeline is getting a little blurry a little this moment. Well, like Shanna was saying, like there's just a lot that goes on. I don't even think I could put all the pieces in order correctly I wish I thinking would have about taken it right now. As I was going through it. I know, me too. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Jack a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly Jack falls first, but why do we think that is? What is it about what is it about Elsie that makes him fall for her? And why does it take Elsie so long to fall for Jack? Yeah, I mean, I think he sees her and, you know, not only is he like physically attracted to her, but it sounds like she's smart and she can hold a conversation. Um, I think that really intrigued her or that intrigued him about her. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think she was so reserved because, I mean, I'm not a woman in like uh, STEM or on the academia, but I have a lot of friends that are and they talk about how you know, you, you don't want to be seen as like, like weak, or it's like, oh, you're just dating, you know, this teacher or this other person. And that's how you got here. And I've heard so many horror stories of that. And I'm sure, you know, in the book, she has some of those notions as well, Mm -hmm. where it's like, focus on what you're doing, focus on, you know, TA and get the job, get the health insurance, like focus on that. And like, I don't need a relationship to like, throw me off course. Yep. Yeah, I think that you're completely right. Like, when it comes to why it takes Elsie so long, it's because of her past insecurities from former relationships. And then she is really focused on her work. So with Jack, I just don't even think that's on her mind because what's on her mind is her mm. her job as a girlfriend and her job um as a physicist and just everything. Um, So it takes her a really long time to unravel that protective layer that she almost puts over herself to keep Mm -hmm. her on, on target. Um, And then for him, I don't really think Jack is just sort of out there. Like he's not really looking for a relationship, but I don't think he's in the same place where he's like, I would never be in a relationship. Like, I think he was just sort of wandering along. And when he saw her, um, he found someone that, 
he did recognize was trying to people please. And whenever he could see the moments of truly honestly her, I think that he kind of fell for, for that side of her. And it was just like, I don't know. He, he, it was interesting how they met, obviously, because he met under the pretense that that was his brother's girlfriend, but and she was a librarian and she was a librarian, <laughs> all of these things. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the little peaks into like the diabetes thing when she passed out and like just the little moments that they've shared where he could tell that she was being honest, mm. that was like a window into her soul. And he really, really was able to fall for her. Um, mm. I do think it's like, um, I think it's not only that she's smart, because I think at some point he says, you said something that um, made me think that we were on the same wavelength, something about physics or something, even when he thought she was a librarian. Um, Not only that she's smart, but I think that also she's so keenly aware of everything that's going on around her socially, like emotionally, all of that, um, because of all of her experience with all these different jobs. So um yeah i think that's kind of why he falls for her and elsie is just she can't she's not in that mind frame because she just is trying to protect herself yeah no i i agree i think i'll re- i don't want to necessarily repeat what he, <laughs> you're like said. ah same thing <laughs> but uh no i think he does initially fall for her intellect um he's in awe like he he in preparing for the interview process, he um, like read her stuff and mm-hmm. found her intriguing. And when meeting her beforehand, not necessarily knowing who she was um, in the interview process, but just meeting her as the fake girlfriend, right. he is still just trying to, he's immediately attracted to her, not mm-hmm. just based off of physical n- nature, but just in like, who are you and trying to get a grapple of who she is. And um, he's picking up on her social unique nature of complimenting whatever someone wants of her um, and her unique perspective of being able to be like a chameleon and just allow the room to recognize her, but not necessarily spot her. Like right. they, they don't necessarily like, I don't think people, I don't think she's the most popular person, but I think everyone is respectable of her. If that makes sense when she walks into a room, Um, he is captivated by the layers beneath her analytical facade and wants to uncover the real Elsie hidden beneath her defenses. Uh, So she presents a a challenge to him. And I think he's just, Oh my gosh, this is something that I have to like crack. This is like, this is my thing. (laughs) Yeah. So he makes it his mission to try and, figure out what this girl's deal is um, <laughs> what her deal is I love that. <laughs> um and like you guys said i think it takes her so long to fall for jack because she built up this terrible image of him and it takes her a good mm-hmm. portion of the novel to tear it down and um look at it from different perspective and like remove she has to remove herself from the situation in order to actually see what is going on um yep she gets caught up in her job interview and her family stuff and her friend and like everything going on with her and Jack that she has to kind of like take a step back and actually look at the situation, put the facts in place. Like this guy has been isolating me. He has been um, telling me what to do and what not to do. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that's her professor. I'm trying to remember his name now. It was a funky name. You know what? I put his name out of my mind because I'm like, you're trash. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> you're are trash. garbage. I knew <laughs> from like, even like the second interaction that we had with him, I was like, you're shady. You're skeevy. Like you. <laughs> There's always a skeevy character in Allie Hazelwood novels that you're like, you're shady. They seem good in the beginning, but you're like, mm, I'm on to you, buddy. I'm you know? on to you. Like that so, arrow. What was that one in Love on the Brain? The astronaut that did you read that, Devin? I don't even know if you read that. I honestly have not read the one. You need to read it. It's so good. Okay, but I have it. It's just a matter of, you know. You should read it because our TBRs, man, they're they're pretty long. They got yes, a lot, they got a lot going on. That's true. There. We do have a very long to be read uh, list, but okay. What's next? Oh, tropes. What is next? Go ahead, yeah. Devin. So there are a plenty of tropes in this novel. Um so which was your favorite that Ali used and why? I mean, love a good enemies to lovers. Mm, I think always, we all appreciate always, always, always. best trope. <laughs> but one of the things I liked. So one of the reasons I loved the love hypothesis, which is one of like the first, that's one of the first books I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like TikTok made me do it. And then yes, I, like, hey, I love this. <laughs> Hashtag, um, I love the one. <laughs> I love the one bed trope, which we didn't really mm. get too much in in this one, but the one, the one couch trope. Yeah, I know. But also it's like, <laughs> oh, no, we're snowed in. That's yes. Just, mm. I should stay here because it's so dangerous for me to go outside. I have to stay with you. Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired. I can't leave. <laughs> yeah, it's so dangerous and we can't yeah. drive. And that's not smart. I guess I'll have to stay with you in your right. condo. Uh, <laughs> I love that one. I was like, as soon as I was like, as soon as they're like the snow started, like, <laughs> he's like, hold on, let me make you some hot chocolate. In yeah. Boston, <laughs> I can believe it. They're gonna be like, oh no, you have to stay now. Yeah. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> so. Uh, too yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I just always love when one person has like a bad day and the other person invites them over. Oh, not not to you know sleep together, just so you can come over. And then then they didn't end up sleeping together that first time, but he like cooked for her or like they watched a movie or something and she was really comforted by that. And um, he let her stay in his room or whatever. And it, I just love that. I love those moments of just like the first time where the walls are coming down and they're together alone. Like I think Allie does a great job with mm-hmm. those moments in her stories. Yeah. They're like um, comfort. comfort yeah. Trope, yeah. Kind of how I see them where it's not like, it, they are enemies to lovers, but there's something like comforting about it where you're like, come on, like, just yeah, this. you know, you want to, um, but sure. it's not like rushed or forced or like skeevy in any way. It's like, yep. Just feels like, like comforting. You're like, okay, good. They're finally together. Right. So I have two. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, close proximity. Oh, Yep. <laughs> Because that bathroom scene. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we talk yes. we talk all the time about um Six of Crows's uh actually I think it's Kirk Kingdom, but uh that bathroom scene. Oh, don't get with, me started uh, on Kazaninej. Not right now. <laughs> but this is a totally different bathroom scene and right. it's it's not it's spicy, but not in a um quote unquote spicy sense. It's just right. like 
hot bickering the entire yes. time. Yeah. And then uh the two uh uh, two members of the selection crew like walk into the bathroom and they have to like hop on the toilet yeah <laughs> so and but there's so there's that scene there's also like the dentist scene where they have to like take greg home and then uh greg is being too goofy with jack so she's like all right I, i'll do this myself right <laughs> so i think those close proximity moments are great um but also just a natural slow burn well like this one is a really slow brewing. You brewing like one. slow burns. It just, I don't. I don't know if I like slow burns or not. <laughs> but I like that this one. So I guess I'll throw in another trope. He fell first. So there was mm-hmm. like it wasn't a full slow burn because he yeah, fell. Yeah, because he fell. Yeah. But their banners just top notch, and some of those scenes, man, I can't get over it. I feel that. I understand, but. All right. In what ways are Jack and Elsie polar opposites, but yet how do these opposites attract? That's a good one. That's the one question I was looking at. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I think feel free to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's interesting because they are, they are so opposite, but they're so similar and they're both so passionate about mm-hmm. what they believe in. So I know Elsie um, is a theoretical scientist and jack is the experimentalist yeah oh that's what it was i messed up i had i I did quickly don't think i'm like super smart i did look it up while we were talking because i I totally i totally flip-flopped that that's totally on me um but yeah i think they're just they're in a ways that they're similar is that they're so passionate about like what they do and their science and their like their grouping of it um but that's also like you know they're similar in that way but also they're opposite because it's like even when she was doing the mock teaching scene Mm -hmm. and the kids were like all you know mostly experimentalists and they're like oh yeah like why do like why do we need you guys and Mm -hmm. that's again where you see you know jack's very upfront and to the point and elsie is like you know trying to mask herself a little to be what those kids want her to be i mean yes she agrees that like oh we need both but of course experimentalists are so important but is that really what she was thinking and is that really Mm -hmm. how she feels that's where i can see where jack is like okay this girl (laughs) she masks herself way too much Mm -hmm. definitely um how go ahead Devin. i just see elsie and this was like from the first like two chapters i see her as this ball of fire like she's just <laughs> she is raging the emotions the entire time <laughs> um bright and bubbly i wouldn't necessarily call them a sunshine and grumpy kind of vibe i don't think he's necessarily i don't think grumpy. he's super grumpy mm-hmm. um but uh she's definitely a ball of fire and i i would call uh jack an ice cube I think he's very cool, collected. Um, he doesn't necessarily let his exterior melt for anything except mm-hmm. for Elsie. Um, he's just very chilled. Um, chilled so think, is a good word. So I think those are like the the opposite natures I think of. And like we kind of already mentioned the um 
they just bond over their passion for science. They bond over their passion for discovery, like finding each other out. I think that's where they kind of collide. And that's where um, we get to know the the deeper parts of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's in their opposition almost that they're forced to change and we see the most change happen. Um, so I'm, I don't have too much to add. I think that you both hit it like <laughs> honesty versus fear of the telling the truth, which we're going to talk about later, even more so, but mm. um, it is in this like being opposite that they really have to sit and think about how each, each can change themselves. Um so I, I think it's in that, like that almost like brings them together. It's a little cliche to say, but yes, it is their, <laughs> their opposing natures and their opposing paths that bring them together and engaging in that together is sort of how they do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I won't add, cause I think you guys hit on everything. Sorry. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do these two help each other face their pasts or their fears? Yeah, I think, well, the biggest one that comes to mind is that when Elsie learns the truth about her, um, her mentor that, you know, he's really yeah. not meant, he's not helping her, you know, he's kind of using her, mm-hmm. which sounds like he did something very similar to, to Jack's mom. And that's mm-hmm. why Jack hates him. Um, but I think when that started to unravel and, you know, she kind of saw everything being thrown in her face, like, I don't have health insurance and I really want to get this job and he's supposed to help me. And then, you know, Jack kind of comes in and is like, I'm, I'm going to help you, you know, I'm going to offer you a job. And she's like, I don't want you to offer me a job. And then of course, George comes back and is like, you're fantastic. I'm going to offer you a job. And she's (laughs) like, Oh, did Jack tell you this? Yes. (laughs) Kind of storms off. But um, I think that was one thing, you know, when it comes to like facing, it's not really facing a past, or fear but it's like an in the moment conflict mm. that everything starts to piece together this is why he wrote that article and this is why he does like the mentor and this is why the mentor is like you know at a different college you know not not MIT and I think that's when you know all this starts to come together the past is kind of mixing with the present and yeah. seeing how Jack is able to kind of step in and be like I'm, I'm here to help you when she's like I mean her world's crumbling I, you know, she didn't get the job she wanted. She's stuck in academia, you know, right. not having health insurance with type one diabetes. Like I can't even, I can't even imagine. So I think that that was just such a interesting, like everything kind of came together to this yeah. moment. More than anything, like, I think he helps her face like her fears. She ends up telling him the story of why she got into um, being a girl, like a paid girlfriend and the, mm-hmm. the, experience of her first boyfriend or whoever it was that she was trying to please the whole time. And then Mm -hmm. he left her anyway. Like Jack really opens the door to Elsie just sort of letting the floodgates flow of what she's really feeling and what she's been hiding from people for years. I love when she finally engages Cece or her friend and she's like, I hate that movie. (laughs) It's like a big deal to both of them. Cece's like, don't you Don't, dare. Yes, yes. It's like a big deal to both of them. And it's funny to me that it is even, but... Um, and I hate your... Uh, your. Oh, crap. What kind of rodent does she have? 
a uh, uh, hedgehog. Uh, hedgehog. Yes, the hedgehog. Yes. I hate your hedgehog. We, we hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I think it is really, it comes from that. And like, she really dives into her past. We get a little bit with him and him telling her about his I, mom and everything. But yeah, definitely. I think I to hop off on that, I, I think she's more, uh, he helps her conquer her insecurities like her fear of not being what everyone else expects of her like yeah she she's able to just be herself and just accept me for who i am and that's mm-hmm. what it is like he, she really comes into her, her own through jack's nudging and um similar she helps jack kind of understand like accepting love mm-hmm. um because he's so he's all about the physical um at first and he need and not letting other people know who he is and, or, and yeah. just like put up, a, put up a front of put who he is and she mm-hmm. she kind of has to like your like your past happened and yeah it was like it happened but we got to move forward from that um so i think they both kind of like grab each other and kind of pull them out of their their they uproot each other um yeah cool yeah, so how does we talked a little bit about this, but how does their past relationship status impact their current one? Well, for a moment, you know, Jack thought she was dating his brother. Right. <laughs> well, it's yeah. really interesting that after everything kind of comes out that George and and Greg were coming back and being like, "Oh, he has so many questions about you." And Yeah. I, I would be like if it was really truly like if Greg, if that was like truly my girlfriend, I'd be like bro why do you back care off but, you know, yeah like, yeah so i'm just like oh you should just come clean greg but it's a okay greg the story um but yeah, and mm-hmm. then i think you know her her first relationship um the like her past boyfriend jj jerk jj that's the name <laughs> that's the name. i'm like again not an important name. Like trash we, we, we help each other out, out of this podcast. Like, <laughs> out of mine. I don't yes. I don't we share our information. <laughs> no, so, I agree. Uh, um, because yeah. he doesn't he like he dates her quote unquote only to get someone's like his ex-girlfriend's reaction. Like she he wants a reaction from his ex-girlfriend and wants um to make her jealous. And it begin the, the the line between what's real and what's fake kind of teeters and yeah. becomes blurred and she kind of Elsie kind of believes that this is kind of a real relationship but then all of a sudden it gets pulled out of the rug from under her and she's like well now i have to move out and i i don't have a boyfriend anymore i have nothing going for me in my love life so uh, she's kind of burnt and yeah she is burnt so she just accepts this role as a fake dater because she knows that she's good at impressing, not impressing, uh, just being the version of herself that people want her to be. And mm-hmm. um, Jack, I th- think he really only dates for one reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do we even really get too much no. into Jack's <laughs> No, he, so yeah, like, he, oh, he's just a, you know, one night stand kind of guy. So uh, I honestly think more than anything, like uh, Jack, the relationships that impact Jack the most are his family relationships. Mm. Like if you look at Elsie's past relationships, yes, her family, but definitely her boyfriend explains why she, her ex-boyfriend explains why she is the way that she is in relationships. 
I think with Jack, it more comes from the dishonesty and um, the negativity that he gets from his, his mom, his adopted mom. Mm. Um, And I don't know, just the way that like that whole thing shakes out the way that he sees them treat Greg and everything. Like it sort of makes him want to be a more honest person in general. Um, And so I think those are the relationships that impact his current one more than any, because we don't really get like, Oh, Jack had a girlfriend like that. Yeah. In fact, we get the fact that he almost never did. So like seriously had like a serious girlfriend. So, um, so yeah, I do think his family is the big impact on his life. Yeah. Cool. So moving on, Elsie and Jack are definitely, as we mentioned, a slow burn. Um, but when they do begin their relationship and their romantic one in that, uh, do you question if it moves too fast or is this the right pace for them? Well, we know that Allie Hazelwood loves the slow Oh, yes, yeah, she does. <laughs> um, but you know what? I This one didn't feel... Sometimes with slow burns, it just seems... Once they once they start, you know, actually moving past the, the... What led up to the slow burn, they're actually starting to interact with each other and be like, oh, wait, I actually love you. Um, I, I actually this love one you. Didn't feel, yeah, I actually love you. <laughs> this one didn't feel like... <laughs> all of a sudden they're like suddenly all over each other, which is one thing that I'm like, okay, I get it. It was this buildup and now you're all over each other, but it's like every other chapter they're together. So I think it, this really one was was. Really nice. <laughs> it was like a nice, it was a good balance. Um, you know, especially since there's also the, the external stuff where she's teaching and trying to figure out like, well, what do I do now? Cause I don't have a job. But one mm-hmm. of the things that I loved about this book is that Jack is just like, so in love with her and yes. it's like like i'm here whenever you're ready i will be here and then when she's finally like okay i'm ready you know he's like great what like the communication is great mm-hmm. he's like i'm here for you the fact that she has diabetes and he's like right i can't remember if he's like got her like water or something he's like you have to stay like your sugars have to stay good after we've mm-hmm. been together um <laughs> but yeah it just you know he just cares so much about her and that was one thing that it didn't mm-hmm. feel like icky, if that makes sense. <laughs> like once they finally got together, it wasn't like, okay, like, you know, they're just, it's just nonstop throughout the rest of the book. There's still story and plot. And it was just seeing their relationship start to bloom, but having um, having it move, in my opinion, at a really good pace. I think it was good too. Like uh, the, the pace of relationships really are subjective based on the relationship. But mm-hmm. I do think like, this relationship you're right jack is completely he's asking her questions are you okay with this like da 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 and he <clears throat> he's basically always telling her that he's ready for anything anytime because i've been in love with you for a long time but <laughs> he even is almost the check and balance here because he's like well i don't know if you're ready for that so i i do feel okay with the pace of this relationship i'll give it a thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> i the one so the reason i qu- created this question was because there becomes a time where um he asks her to move in mm-hmm. and i felt like yeah. that was it, it's a nice moment by i question was that too quick of a jump to go from fake girlfriend to together but not really defining our relationship. Mm. 
now we defined our relationship to this jump of, okay, you need a place to live. Sure. Why don't you move in with me? And also your, your best friend can also move in with me. It just felt like a huge uh, in that in that moment because the, i think that happens before they even have like their fight yeah of like you yeah. weren't honest with me so i felt like it was moving there was a huge jump and then they had that breakdown of okay but like we're not honest with each other which we're going to get to next this is a nice yeah. segue um <laughs> so that was my one moment of like I don't know about <laughs> put this. the brakes on <laughs> well like i said like it would be one thing if we got from either of them like qualms um mm-hmm. like I, I just i don't really get that vibe from elsie i i think no. i don't think that she ever really views most of his actions as creepy um Ooh. or like moving too fast and i think he's always quick to to question like you know are you ready for this so mm-hmm. I, but i do i get that because it was like Okay, did she even break up with Greg or like tell him? <laughs> and now they're moving in. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's fair. Um, next. Okay. So how does honesty am, am I do oh yeah? How does honesty and the fear of telling the truth play a role in their relationship? I mean, Jack the whole time knew that he wrote the article and why he did it and the moment he found out that she was mentoring under this guy Mm. that's the one thing about the book that i'm like oh my like why wouldn't you just say be like hey instead of just like oh jack doesn't like that guy i think george was like oh just be careful i'm like just say it like just say like jack if i thought i was jack i'd be like okay this guy's trouble this is what he did to my mom and this is why i wrote the article be careful right Instead, he's like he's like i don't want to ruin this like for the like the mentorship you have i don't know if it was me i'd be like hey whenever someone has wronged me in the past and people are like oh yeah i'm hanging out with this person i'm like hey be careful they did xyz to me so right. keep an eye out for that and he's like the fact that he held that in and then of course you know that leads to you know the the third act break up and then they get back together yeah. like, i know it had to lead to that but the fact that he wasn't honest with her when he was like so on her case about I not know. Being honest, I just wanted to shake him, and be like Jack, buddy, right? On. Like that's what you know. You just <laughs> did the exact same thing that you right. did not like about her. It's it sucks because it is the one moment where he he has that fear of telling the truth almost. And that's what breaks down their entire relationship for Mm -hmm. a moment. But it does also kind of show her the whole, well, if you're not being honest, like this is kind of what can happen. Um, And I do, I think that she needs to be thinking about that too, because she always presents herself in a different way. And I, I do think at the end, she gets to a point where she is telling the truth, holding, telling the truth to a higher standard that she has, she ever has in her life. Um, And I don't mean telling the truth, like, in her case, she's not lying to like manipulate or like hurt. She's lying to protect herself. So I do want to say that as well. Like her fear of telling the truth more comes down to not wanting to like be disliked almost, which is an insecurity thing more than it is like a lying thing. Um, But I think that honesty and fear of telling the truth is like the whole theme of this story um and i think at the end that's what we come out to see yeah um also the professor's name is lauren doe but Mm -hmm. the reason why i kept on forgetting what 
Lauren Dew, Lauren Doe. I don't know. Uh, but the reason why I kept on forgetting his name is because she always says Dr. L. So <laughs> there you go. Dr. Um, L. Yes. Anyways. Um, yeah, you're right. I think they both have to deal with he thinks he's being honest the entire time. And she calls him out on says, like, you weren't honest with me, though. Right. Um, but also, I like that he instills in her this feeling that whenever she's confronted by either presenting herself in the way that people want her to be or presenting her as a true self, she has to think honest, be honest, be honest, be honest, be honest. And that makes her want to just be her true self. So I love that that is kind of something that was passed down from him to her and just instilled in their relationship, not just Mm -hmm. in their relationship, but also the relationships of her family, of her friends, of her coworkers, of her professors like she learns to advocate for herself and not be kind of walked on so i think that plays a huge role in the making of who they are yeah we're we're finally standing up to dr l as we know Mm -hmm. um i was like yes go girl because that's the (laughs) one thing that you know you hate to see if you see it in movies like I, when i was reading that scene i thought immediately of legally blonde when she's yes in, you know her professor's office and obviously dr l didn't hit on her in any way but mm-hmm. it's like was she just getting used by him and then being like you know what that's not cool and i'm not standing for this and i was like mm-hmm. yes you go girl like Woo! jack helped you Absolutely. get to this point because if it wasn't for jack i think she would have just been like okay I'll be a TA forever. And I'll yeah. just, like, I don't know if she would have ever like really pursued anything else. And it's like, did Jack help her like mm-hmm. learn to stand up for herself and be like, yeah. this is what I want. Cool. Yep. So we're going to move on, move into our last question. Um, do we ship it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, why- I oh, go ahead. love Jack. I'm so sorry. I love Jack. Jack is like Allie Hazelwood writes the best boyfriend. She like, really does. Like be yes, my boyfriend, like- Allie Hazelwood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I definitely ship it. I I really like. So I really love the love hypothesis. Mm-hmm. I have really mixed feelings about love on the brain because it felt for me it was like almost like copy paste of love hypothesis. Yeah. But this one was was different. I'm like, I was going to ask you, right. what's your favorite of her books? Man, it's really a toss up between the Love Hypothesis and then this one. I rated them both mm. five stars. I'm also very like generous with my stars. I'm like, this book made me have emotions. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. <laughs> um, but I think each one of them has a different different place in my heart for different reasons. Love Hypothesis was one of the books that truly got me into like bookstagram and yeah read through it in a day and like you know at that time I really mm-hmm. hadn't like found a book that made me want to read that much. I'm like there's a whole community of people who are like here are books that make you want to sit down for the day from dusk till dawn and yep. <laughs> but love uh theoretically was just such a different book of hers where it was like I don't know, like, I actually felt, like, more in tune with the characters. Like, I could just feel Elsie's disappointment, like, when she found out that she did not get the position and George did, like, I could just feel, like, my heart, like, clench up. And I'm like, oh, no. So, 
I agree. I agree. It was definitely very emotional. Um, do I ship it? Yes, I definitely ship them. Um, I have no qualms about them, really. They they work through all the problems that I would have had. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think that that's very good. Um, out of the books, I have to go with Love Hypothesis, though this one is very, very good. Um, yeah, I love it's that hard she for me to included pick. that cameo. She even wrote it in, I think it's at the beginning of yeah. her uh i forget what that's it was called. for us it was for the adam yeah. and olive shippers here yeah great throw in um sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no no that's it i, I ship it and yeah i agree i also ship it um there are moments where i like i said i questioned their pace or i question at times um jack's protective nature of her mm. but i think it's all in good in good nature i think it's just how he expresses it because he doesn't naturally express himself i think that's just how he shows it um but no i think uh they work through a lot of their their questions and concerns and their feelings and although it kind of happens misshapenly or miss miss uh hazard that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> <laughs> words am i right words. Uh, so although it happens in that way i think it's it kind of is natural for them and they just fall into each other yeah yeah for sure communication is sexy and there's a lot amen of communication. <laughs> <laughs> communication is sexy amen. where's that sticker <laughs> yeah we need it <laughs> all right love it uh so now you all know our thoughts so Let's share what you all think. Um, Our comment, we have two comments, and one of them comes from Sarah. Thank you for writing in, Sarah. Sarah says, I was a little disappointed in the story, but I think that's because I have loved all of Hazelwood's previous works. Um, This was a good story, but it felt a little predictable. Elsie and Jack are hot, though. I'm not (laughs) going to lie. We get the same passion here as we did in the Love Hypothesis, which is great. But I am missing a little bit of the brooding Adam figure and a slow burn. Not a bad summer read, though, overall. (laughs) Yes. And then our next comment here comes from Sadie. She says, love Theo has climbed to the top. If not, oh, of of my, am I reading this wrong? Let me start over. Uh, Maybe it was (laughs) okay. Love Theo has climbed to the top of my summer reading chart, um, but also my Allie Hazelwood chart. Oh yeah. Oh, we have a love theoretically first shipper. We love that. I love how (laughs) Elsie's character just jumped off the page and I got a kick out of their bickering. Amen. Me too. I like their bickering. Um, They both had to face. (laughs) Yeah. They both had to face their insecurities and ultimately work through love together. So 10 out of 10. Cool. So we got we got different mixed opinions today mm-hmm. for our more commenters. Thank you to Sarah and Sadie. Absolutely. And yes. thank you so much, Shana, for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I'm really excited to be here and get to talk about all fun things with not only Jack and um Elsie, but just all things Allie Hazelwood and yes, favorite tropes, lo- enemies to lovers, all that good stuff. It's great. And yeah, thank you so much. And do you want to do a little plug for your bookstagram? Like everyone go follow her. Uh, what are the types of things that you post? Is there anything upcoming? Floor so her, is yours. Her handle <laughs> is at Cozy Gray Library. So go mm-hmm. follow her ASAP. But yes, please. 
Yeah, sure. Um, so one of the big things I do is bullet journals. Um, I don't even know if this is the technical term, but I do torn paper bullet journals where I just rip apart pieces of paper and then put the the photo of the book on there and just write my synopsis. Um, but definitely finding a, a creative outlet. Just Did we lose you? Meal. There's a mix of... Oh no! These just, we just lost you for a second there. So okay, keep going. Of course, now my now it's saying after the right hour, <laughs> now it's saying my internet's unstable. I'm like what yeah. twenty minutes ago. Um, but yeah, I just I do a lot of the bullet journals and flat lays, and um, one of my local indie bookshops, uh, she was able to create this whole wall of like books, and so I'll always take photos in front of that because it's beautiful. Oh, fun. Um, but yeah, the, the book journaling and the journaling community and the book community is what I really love about bookstagram. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what you'll see if you end up following me, um, is lots of those. Absolutely. I love it. And that's I, what we love I, about it too. yeah, I, I definitely highly recommend following Shanna, um, just because I, her page is so bright and beautiful and just like, go follow her. Bookstagram is such a fun place. Um, so we would love to engage with you all more. Um, and then that is a wrap for our love. Theoretically, uh, our next Allie Hazelwood, I guess we got to do love on the brain now, Devin. Um, but if you guys are enjoying or if you have any comments for us, please rate and review wherever you listen. It's really helpful to us um, to have that feedback. Absolutely. And as always, you can reach out to us on Instagram or you can email us at... Uh, oh, oh, oh my gosh. I almost <laughs> stumbled over my words there. Uh, you can email us at weshbitpodcast at gmail.com if you want to leave us a comment or... a. Um, let us know if you're interested in becoming a Join us. guest as well on our podcast. We'd love to have you. Yep. We love you, shippers. You could be my entire world if you let me. <laughs> love it. See you guys. Bye, guys.